Hey everyone, welcome back to 4.0 Life. It's me, your host, Dina. Early in the morning, recording so you can hear me fresh-faced. That makes no sense, but you know what I mean. <laughs> welcome back to another great episode here on 4.0 Life. If you are not already subscribed to this podcast, I'm questioning you why. And if you're like, well, how do I do that? Whatever platform you're on, hit a subscribe, follow button. You'll never miss an episode every Sunday, 12 noon with me. All right. So today I have a lot going on and I was a little worried I wasn't going to be able to get this episode in. And I was like, um, I get up at five something in the morning, every morning. I can do this. I can do this yesterday. Plus, um, oh man, I've been doing a month of no coffee. I know some of you are like, why are you doing that? Well, okay. A couple things. I was finding myself needing the caffeine in order to function, which was bad. And if I didn't have the caffeine, I was yawning constantly feeling tired and just dragging through the day. And I didn't like that feeling. I also found it was so weird. Um, coffee used to help my headaches. I was getting more and more headaches a week with tea and things have been different. My skin feels better. I feel more active, more vibrant. I'm not doing that whole yawning thing. And now what I do is on the weekend, I will drink coffee or a latte and that's kind of my treat, if you will. But it's been, wow, like nice. <laughs> and again, I love coffee. You know, I love my latte. I would literally drink my latte every single morning. It was my calmer soother on the way to work because I just don't like traffic and congestion. It just freaks me out. And now I'm okay. I'm okay. Sometimes I drive to work in complete silence. What? I know. I know. But for me, it works. It works. So yesterday I decided to have the new cinnamon crunch latte from Panera or the CCL. Yes. Yes, the CCL, um, because that's what Panera told me it was. I put them on my stories and they're like, CCLs for life. And I was like, oh, I love this. And it was so good. So the crunch part was more of a like brown sugar and it had cinnamon sugar in it. I think it was like 207 calories. So it wasn't like a pumpkin spice latte when you're getting like 5,000 calories. And also it had a smooth aftertaste. I feel like when I've had pumpkin spice lattes, there's that kind of like aftertaste that I just like it stays there and I'm like mm, I don't really like that and as <laughs> you guys know me as a teacher slash mom slash I drink my coffee latte slow I ordered it at 8 40 in the morning and I finally finished it at like 10 15 maybe <laughs> I don't know it just it was one of those that you just didn't want to finish because it was that good so if you're looking for a change up from your PSL um, Panera, Panera's coffee, first of all, like for, let's forget the latte for a hot minute. Their coffee is so good. Panera's coffee is yummy. I am not kidding. Like I love Dunkin'. I love Starbucks. Well, I love, I've tried Starbucks coffee and I'm just, it's not my thing. I like Star, Star, I like Starbucks matcha, which I found a dupe for. And I've told you this previously. And if you're like, what is the dupe? I don't know. Starbucks matcha's dupe is from Full Leaf Tea Company. They're online. They're a mom and pop. And they have a dupe of Starbucks matcha. It is thebomb.com. And you can make it whenever you want, minus the four nine five. Anyway, um, so I like their fancy drinks, I call it, because um, I'm going to admit to something right now. They're probably all going to laugh at me. I shared this with my coworkers and some of them were like, yep, 
that's in a Dina manner. So I am trying to not buy coffee when I go to work. I'm trying to do everything at home, make my lunches, save money, right? So I pull up to Starbucks and I had my app didn't refresh. It said I had 50 points. I actually had 162 and I could have got a matcha, whatever, whatever, whatever. So it said I can get a brewed coffee. Now I know what brewed coffee is, but I don't know how, <laughs> like at Starbucks, there's all these, like you have to, you know, is it, are you getting a tall, a grande or a venti? Like it's not small, medium, large, even though if you order small, medium or large, they're going to help you out. Well, I didn't know how to like, I didn't know their types of roast, if you will. Like they have medium roast, dark roast, blonde, uh, the blonde roast, which I love because I sometimes get a blonde latte from them and it's so good. So I didn't know. So I, I pull up to the um, drive through I already know. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, hi, um, I have 50 stars. It says brewed coffee. What is a brewed coffee? <laughs> and luckily, you know, they were good about it. They're like, well, you can get this rose, that rose, blonde. I'm like, oh, okay. Can I have a blonde with skim milk, please? And and he's like, all right, drive through. And as I'm driving through, I'm like, yep. He knows I want the blonde because I am a blonde and it fits the bill. And I just, I, I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I probably should have recorded when I did it because it was like one of those moments in time where you're like, yeah, dope. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I had their coffee and I don't hate it. I just don't love it. It's just not, I don't know. And then if I go to Dunkin', I'll get the matcha from Dunkin' as well. There's a little sweeter, little sweeter. It's, it's good, but it's a little sweet. Um, or I'll get a latte from them, which is good. So again, I don't really get regular coffee from any other place, but Panera. I've gotten Panera's regular coffee or their lattes and it is my number one. And some of you are probably like, I've never tried Panera's coffee or lattes. You're missing out. You're missing out. Similar ballpark price point, but it's so good. And like, for instance, I think the 16 ounce, six, I don't know. I said that funny. 16 ounce cinnamon crunch latte. Was it four and change? I don't want to lie to you. Hold on. I'm logging out to their app right now because everyone's going to go and be like, Dina said it was this price. Is she special? And then I'm going to say yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I'm going on to Panera's app right now. I'm going to open that bad boy up. I'm not ordering, even though I want to. I love their breakfast. It's so good. All right. Let's see. Um, oh, I have a reward. Oh. Oh. I have to. Uh, oh, and look at this. If you're part of My Panera, they're doing a My Panera week, and it's $0 delivery free. I can't talk right now. <laughs> My Panera Week, $0 delivery fee redeemed by October 5th. So I'm wondering if I should order breakfast this morning. Like I know we have stuff at breakfast, but then I can get the coffee again. What do you think? What do you think? All right, let me get to this coffee. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it's a 16-ounce cinnamon crunch latte. It is 270 calories. It is $4.99. For 16 ounces, my friends, for 16 ounces, it is a freshly brewed espresso, foamed milk, and cinnamon syrup topped with whipped cream and cinnamon sugar. Yum. 
absolutely yum. So you got 270 calories, 80 calories from fat, nine grams of fat, six grams of saturated fat, and zero of trans fatty acid. Yeah. Look at that. And again, again, listen, I don't drink it all the time. Don't judge me. I'm drinking tea all the time. <laughs> so that was my um, segue into my delicious yesterday. And then today, so we had planned our annual Oktoberfest and we have this every year since we moved in and it's been, you know, we've had some downplayed ones because of COVID and this year we were really excited about it. It was our seventh annual and um, it's raining. So we had to cancel it because we had like 30 people coming and we don't have a gigantic mansion house. I know, right? <laughs> and um I couldn't set up at all yesterday because of the rain. And that's like a huge part of it because my husband does all the cooking and I set up. And in the past years, I've tried to set up on the day of, and now with two little kids, there's no way I'm going to get it done. Plus it's still raining. It's all wet outside. It's supposed to be in the fifties. That's not comfortable for anybody. So we're just going to have our parents come over because we have a lot of food <laughs> and we're just going to do like a small little house party with the parents, if you will, for our annual October vest. So I have a lot going on today and that's why I was nervous that I wasn't going to get to speak to you, but I was like, nope, nope, get up early. Um, as much as I want to order Panera, I'm not, I'm going to go upstairs, make myself a latte with my DeLonghi. Love my DeLonghi. I use Illy Espresso. So that's good too. That's my at home yum. And then prep for our fam to come over and then kick them out by four because um, I have work tomorrow and I need to clean the house and pick out the clothes and go to bed at a decent time. Yes. <laughs> so other good things that are going on, um, the lifestyle blog launched. My husband's video is the first video that's up on the blog. It is uh, anyone could cook is the title of his cooking segment. And he did fried green tomatoes with mozzarella and the zucchini flowers. And it's doing really well. I'm very excited about it. I have a fitness video coming up for you. We have fashion, so much fun. I'm loving everything. I'm happy with this new flow, if you will. And that's going to lead me into our Ford Panoing topic. I know 10 minutes into the podcast episode and here we are finally getting into it. But you love my coffee rant, right? I do. I do. Lots of, lots of fun moments. So one of the things that I was thinking about when I was relaunching was, do I really want to do this? <laughs> because forever. And since the blog started in 2010, it was fashion, beauty, PR. And when I first started this blog, I knew what I had to do to get it moving. I didn't have the Instagram live, the Facebook live. I didn't have any of that stuff, stories. It was literally me pushing every minute just to get the blog out there, which you still have to do. You have to push something out there if you want to get it known. But it was in the city filming fashion week. It was photo shoots, going to boutiques, finding information about them, going to food events, all that stuff to get content so I could put it out there and collaborate with others. Because see, that's that's the number one thing I think we forget so much about. And as much as I would love to apply that to my podcast, it's actually hard sometimes because it's time consuming. The more you collaborate with people, you just opened a new door that's going to open four well, not 4,000, but like another avenue for you to get 
who you are out there. And what I mean is if you are constantly on a one track mind, which is fine because if you want to do things solo and you want to do things at your own pace and you're comfortable and you're not looking for that YouTube plaque that says you have a million subscribers, then that's fine. But if you want to get yourself out there and you want to be reachable, you have to learn how to open yourself up so that other people can learn about you. So if you, for instance, collaborate and work with another person in an interview, then once you publish that interview, that person is going to post it on their platform and then you have another avenue open. And then you do another interview and it just keeps opening all these doors and all these opportunities. Now, it may only go to two or three other people, but that's how you build your followers. That's how you build your people who help build your engagement. It's this constant hands-on, you know, as an influencer, they're always posting. It seems like it's annoying, but they have to do this to get themselves out there. And it's who can find their niche, who can find something unique. Because listen, you can't just get on social media and do a fashion try on. Everybody's doing it. So fine, do it. But how do you make it more inventive? If you have a small business, you do have to be on social media very often. And you have to be posting things, whether you are Let's say you're a pie maker, right? So you're going to post a picture of your finished pie. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now, and the world knows it. Stagnant pictures, unless you're a big influencer, they're not making it today. People want the video. That's like when someone, you know, watches a wedding video versus looking at the wedding album because they want to see the moment in action. When you turn on the TV, you don't want to look at a stagnant picture. You want to look at something that's flowing, a film, a constant movement. So sure, have your still pictures as maybe teasers and stories, but you want to show the creative work. Get that camera zooming in on your hands, working with the dough. Get that camera zooming in when you're pouring the cherry I don't know, compote into the pie and you're you're pulling it out of the oven and the smoke, like get those clips, get those moments, create the content, make people want to watch what you're doing. Do small segments, quick little snips, and then entice them to watch more. Have them replay that video over and over and over again so your views go up, your likes go up, your engagement goes up. It is a constant tug of war game also because as we know, the algorithm is the invisible, meaning we can't figure it out. I remember I was posting for a while at a certain time and I was like, "Mm, I figured it out. Nope, that's not the case. (laughs) One day I posted a video about, it it wasn't even edited. It was my daughter. I lowered or my husband lowered a cake pop onto her plate and she goes, whoa, that's it. And it was her excited about the cake pop. It was like over 21,000 views. I'm like, and I'm watching, like, it was my first viral video and I'm watching like the hearts and and the friends and I gained a lot of friends from that. I'm like, really? So then I was like, okay, so maybe I need my kids more. Like maybe this is a mom thing. No, no. (laughs) It's about being there. I remember before Netflix and all like Hulu and all these shows, what made a show popular obviously was the content, right? Why did we, why did I keep watching Vampire Diaries? Because the content was so good. The actors and the actresses looked great. You know, that's the other thing. You want to be on social media, bring a presence. If you're not going to show your face and just your hands, then do your nails. I am such a bad uh, role model for that because I rarely have time to do my nails. So they're always chipped or something like that. 
But the point that I'm trying to get here with this TV show is they brought you a new episode every week. And when they needed to take a break, and this is something to think about if you're filming for a long time and you need a break or you don't have enough content to post until like say two days later, there was that cliffhanger of what's going to happen next. Do that with your stories. Make a movie with your stories. Make it so good that people want to follow you. People want to engage with you. People want to ask you questions. That's what you have to do. When you create content today, you're not just a content creator. You're a film editor. You're a photographer. You're a film director. You are your own director in your own movie. So you have to think like that. And if you're not sure how to do that, YouTube is a beautiful place. I'm telling you right now, you can learn how to do so many things on YouTube. Reach out to like the influencer that made the video you love and be like, hey, do you have any tips or tricks on how to do this? Those are going to be your best outlets because sure, you can try to contact I don't know, like a a YouTuber with like 4 million subscribers, they might not get back to you. It's, you know, they have a lot of movement in the, in the mailbox, if you will. So when you find an influencer on Instagram, just say, Hey, this is so cool. How did you do that? Or, Hey, do you have any tips or tricks? Like, don't be afraid to ask. I feel like that's something that we, we don't do because if you find someone that's going to say, Oh, it's a secret. Well then move on move on. There's so much space out in the world today for everyone to do this whole social media world that if someone's not willing to share, okay, fine, but then don't waste your time. Find someone that's willing to help you. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. (laughs) I feel like I had a teachable moment, you know, and, and I was in the classroom. I'm like, are we good? Yeah, we got it. Okay. But seriously, I remember when I first started blogging, it was cutthroat. Here's why. So a couple things. Every every blogger wanted to do a fashion show. Every blogger wanted to get one of the housewives as their guests. We did that. We came up with a fashion show and we did it with uh, Dina Manzo and um, Project Ladybug. We we did it with that. And we had Alexa Prisco and we had um, Briella and we did a um, – and then we had the other Alexa, Alexa Hand. We did a fashion show when they were there as guests. And that's that was what you did. You you got the red carpet and you wanted these reality TV stars at your event. And they helped bring people in to meet them and also help to donate to the charity or whatever. There were hair shows. Like everybody was doing fashion shows. It was cutthroat. And I literally was at every single one. Luckily, I was invited because I did not have a million dollars um, to spend on these tickets, but I was there. I was videoing, and that was my thing. Where most people were taking pictures, I was videoing. I was doing the vlogging. Vlogging was my baby. That's where I differentiated myself from everybody else. Bloggers back then were doing the uh, the writing and the typing on the computer, and I was like, I like it, but I need. I need I want to take my my guests behind the scenes. I want to bring you to the event on the video platform. So that's what made me different. And I edited until wee hours in the night and I put so much time and effort and I remember I would watch my videos when I was done and I would just smile so big cuz I was like, "Oh my god, this is so cool." Like I did it. And let me just tell you something. I didn't have Final Cut Pro in the beginning, so I forget what platform I was using, but it took forever because after I would do the forever editing and add the music and all the fun stuff, 
Then what I would have to do would be to compress the file so I can upload it because we're talking about 2010 here, okay? I didn't have all the logistics and the fancies like I do today. So <laughs> it was uh, it was it was a lot. Today we just take our phones out, right? We film and we put it in our stories. No editing required. Wow. That was the good times. <laughs> I also didn't have 4K on a cell phone that I could just get crisp quality because now with most of my videos, I'm literally filming from my phone. Like I have my Canon, but you know, I want to get different angles and I want different movement going on. But at the same token, my, my phone is, it's so good. <laughs> this is, it's, it's like, I wish I had to bring an extra big bag with me. Like my purse could never be cute and dainty. I had to bring a huge bag because I had to fit my camera in it, my mic, my bat, extra batteries, my lighting. Like that was me. I was like, man, man, like ugh, everyone else looks cute with their cute bag. And here I am with like a garbage bag over my shoulder just because I have all this equipment. <laughs> but that's what you got to do. If you really want to 4.0 your life in this field, in this social media world, then keep at it. It's not going to be easy. And I mean that because in the beginning, we feel like we put so much work and effort into it and we're not seeing like the numbers, the likes, the engagement, but you have to stick with it because it's very easy to step in, dip your toe and, oh, I don't want to do this, step back out. That's the easy part. The hard part is staying in and being surrounded by all the others who've made it or who are doing better than you because your own journey is your own data collection. What am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? How do I fix this? How do I fix that? And again, if you're happy with the small path that you've created because you just like to create content and you don't need, you know, 4,000 friends, followers, whatever you want to call it, then stick where you're at. But if you want to grow, you want to make a business out of it, that is the direction and the path you have to take. You have to keep on keeping, keep buzzing, keep doing it. And drink your tea. No, I'm just kidding. Drink coffee if you want. I'm, I'm not judging. You do you. I get it. Listen, I have two kids. I get it. I get it. And with that being said, I hear the little pitter-patter above me. And that is my that is my cue to switch hats and bid you adieu from my podcast mom hat to simply mom hats. <laughs> But thank you so much for always joining me here on the podcast. If you are an influencer, content creator, or small business, I want to hear from you. Email me, thequeenbuzz at gmail.com. Let's talk. Let's get you on the podcast. Let's see what you're doing and maybe share with others how you're making it work. Also, I want to share the buzz. I want to tell people about you. I've turned my podcast into a 4.0 life platform. That is the name of the podcast. But also I want to bring back the love of PRing for mom and pops and just getting them out and about. You never know who's going to hear you as you might be heard around the world. So let's do it. Again, email me thequeenbuzz at gmail.com. Follow me on the Instagram, thequeenbuzz.com. It's thequeenbuzz.com. And yeah, let's talk more next Sunday. Bye friends. 